0: aaron i like this little podcasting cocoon you've built for us
1: it feels like a mini blanket fort right now
0: yeah like surrounded by some pillows and some stuffed animals and maybe a couple graham crackers
1: uh make that chocolate milk and oreos
0: it's cute is it professional unlikely but we never claim to be professionals
1: no this is the most amateuristic thing that we can ever do
0: Do we sound like we're really up on the mics right now?
1: Does it sound clear and crisp and robust?
0: Do you hear us coming in through each individual decibel in your headphones?
1: Am I talking in a right ear? How about your left ear? Or did it just come out of both ears?
0: If I do this around town, do you hear it?
1: (laughs) It did actually kind of sound going back and front, because I'm using a pair of headphones now.
0: Yeah, we're trying to get really clever now. Uh, This... Our almost 80th episode, now we're really going to get into the sound
1: quality of this thing. Yeah, now we're going to delve into, like, maybe we should invest a little bit of time and effort.
0: Yeah, you know, for being an all-audio medium, maybe some people would have started from that from the get-go. Not us. We fly by the seat of our pants.
1: No, we'd rather start from the lizard.
0: (laughs) Eh? Aaron, I don't think anyone gets that reference.
1: I wasn't making a reference, I was just making a terrible joke.
0: Oh, well, then I didn't get it.
1: Well, I do know that you're Elizabeth.
0: (laughs) And you're Aaron. And and we're we're married married to the idea. idea. Okay, now explain the
1: lizard. You said from the get-go. It sounds like get-go.
0: That was a really good pun, babe. I'm sorry I didn't recognize that when it happened.
1: And you know what makes it better is explaining it.
0: (laughs) The Oscar nominations are here.
1: Yeah, Uh uh, that was our original intro, and then yeah, we, we kind of got that out the window. It got
0: it got stuffed into one of the corners of the Blanket Fort right. with the crumbs from the <laughs> yeah, Oreos. We
1: don't, we don't talk about that corner. It's shadowy, and it's not well put together.
0: Now, as far as current events outside of the Blanket Fort go, I think the Oscar nominations are the craziest ones. I know that Aaron was very happy to see that his new uh, least favorite movie, Frozen 2, did not make the list for Best Animated Feature, ah, as did... My least favorite animated movie The Lion King 2019.
1: It did uh so Frozen 2 got a outside nomination of best original song for Into the Unknown and which
0: we said that the other two songs were the stronger ones Do the next right thing and show yourself.
1: Yeah, I see do the next right thing is to me the strongest of them all. I can Into the Unknown is more of uh more marketable. But I prefer Do the Next Right Thing personally. And I can see Show Yourself as being probably, maybe being arguably the strongest. I still think Do the Next Best Right Thing is the best.
0: We Uh, were very, very happy to see our favorite animated movie, Klaus, show up.
1: Well, here's the thing. I'm going to go back to um, The Lion King. It got nominated for Best Visual Effects. I mean, sure. I mean, okay. So is this the Oscars way of... uh, snarkily saying it's not a live action movie I think, or sorry it is a live action movie and not an animated movie
0: i think this is the oscars way of saying they cease to be relevant more and more with every passing year
1: well wait do we want them to say that they're a live action movie or that they're an animated movie because it's really an animated movie
0: technically is okay technically is
1: never mind this maybe the oscar said the wrong thing Sorry, Oscars are bad, anyways, because they didn't nominate Gerda Uh
0: You mean Taika Waititi? It was very strange. Usually, a movie that gets best picture nomination is one that has nominations in several other categories very rarely does the best picture nomination have no other nominations in any other categories because if it's best picture that must mean that the sound design is amazing that the script is excellent that the director did a good job so usually you find that very rarely does the best picture movie win without being nominated for any other category but in this instance there were lots of movies that got several nominations across the field and then none Within the Best Picture category, which I thought was pretty strange.
1: Well, even still, the uh, the Best Pictures, a lot of them, like The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, and uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, all have at least four to five. that's uh, interesting, other isn't it? Jojo
0: Rabbit, Best Picture, but Taika Waititi doesn't get a Best Director nomination. Like, do they think movies make themselves?
1: Well, Little Women, no Best Director. Um, uh, nineteen no no nineteen seventeen. Um, but Ford versus Ferrari didn't get nominated. But it's it's really weird the ones that didn't get nominated and the ones that did. Now the one surprising nomination for best director is uh, Bong Joon-ho um for Parasite, yeah. which I actually heard Parasite was pretty good. Um, that might be something I have to check out myself.
0: It must be a directorial like blast because none of the cast got nominated for anything so again it's it's very strange i've never really considered it before but it doesn't really seem to make much sense to give best picture to a movie when it doesn't get nominated in any other category it seems a, a thing a weird thing
1: are you mean oscar so white
0: yeah or joker getting 11 nominations guys it was average at best and it doesn't do anything different with the Batman mythos that the Dark Knight didn't already do.
1: Now, we can't say what the quality of the movie is. We've only read other reviews about it because we haven't seen it.
0: And I never will.
1: Yeah. But the thing is is it, it's still kind of interesting. I don't understand how Tom Hanks got a best supporting actor nod for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood when he's the main character. Um I I'm happy that Katz did not receive a single nomination. Thank Jesus.
0: I really wish that the main character from Knives Out had gotten a Best Actress nomination. She was
1: fantastic. Even supporting actress, I take it. It's something. Because she was especially against every other big name in that movie.
0: And because it's her kindness that wins her the day, not her being an asshole, which is... Kind of what happens with these movies. Like, oh, he's a complicated anti hero. That's what we like to see. That's our interesting and compelling protagonist. It's nice just to be, you know, nice and win because of that.
1: And it's, I thought it deserved more than just best uh, original screenplay, but I'll take best original screenplay. Again, it's something. Uh, But I remember saying to Liz that if Katz got a nomination and Knives Out didn't, I would riot.
0: Aaron would walk. Just leave the podcast. Leave this <laughs> all behind and walk off into that good sunset.
1: It would be like the ending of The Hulk where I'm just on the side of the road, backpacking and like thumb, thumbing my way through America.
0: Oh, Aaron, don't do that when there's so many really just aggressively <laughs> average movies from the early <laughs> 2000s that we can talk about. Like the movie today.
1: But we do want to, real quick, not... Uh, because I I skipped over this and I apologize to to you, Elizabeth, and to the wonderful people that worked on Klaus. Con freaking grats. You guys deserve it. If you want
0: to watch the cute video of the studio watching the nominations getting announced, they're like number three so they hear how to train dragon oh okay and they hear the next one like oh we didn't get in then if that one got in we didn't get in and then they say it like almost under their breath and they're like what what yeah. and the, the room just explodes
1: they gotta go like and Klaus oh Klaus wait that's
0: us it reminds me of the animated shorts for the Oscars cause when they show those in the movie theater they show the people watching the nominations happen yeah
1: we have to go and watch those again that's, Gosh, that's, that's such so a good. fun thing to do Oh, so good Um,
0: yes Klaus deserves all the wins I really hope that they get best animated picture I think it deserves it and I think there's a whole bunch of societal reasons and storytelling reasons that it should win
1: looking at this list um, we've seen three of the five which is kind of a
0: not since the year where we watched Loving Vincent and The Breadwinner have we watched quite as many of the animated pictures usually they don't do wide releases for some of the animated best film nominations because they were not made in america and that's fine we just often don't see them
1: but the list is how to train your dragon the hidden world the last in a series which honestly was not bad at all
0: that movie was made by its ending it was just eh it was okay it was nothing like wow until like the last five minutes and that like really like wrapped up the trilogy nicely for me
1: yeah and it's you're right it's the ending made the movie and i guess it's easy to ignore the rest of the kind of subparness because of how good that ending is but um i lost my body i've never heard of this movie ever uh Klaus, uh, the missing, or sorry, Missing Link, which is the latest in the Leica series, uh, which we did not actually get a chance to go and check out, and I think that's something that both Liz and I actually uh, regret, uh, definitely regret, because it looked fun, it looked kind of like a so it looks like a travel movie it looks no like I fun. get what
0: you're saying and I think you're right like it's so important to support the things that you like because if you don't who will if you don't do the right thing who will do the right thing
1: and this thing got sent out with like little to no marketing they were not expecting this thing to do well because they sent it out when something else was coming out at the same time it reminds too. me of
0: Treasure Planet getting sent out to die exactly shoddy marketing and unfavorable time by a studio that didn't seem to be interested in
1: promoting it it's on Hulu, so I think we are going to watch it probably before then. I don't know Second if we we'll Second year that. without a host. Oh, pff, Couldn't whatever.
0: It get... keeps happening for some reason. And I think it'll be shorter, though, so...
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. And then uh, Toy Story 4, which is kind of the surprising thing that Toy Story got in, but not Frozen. Because I would say Frozen...
0: That does irk me just a, a little bit. ...is a bit of a better
1: story than Pro- Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4... Out of 4... the two sequels, I would say Frozen 2 is better... And I don't like Frozen 2. Like, as I keep thinking about Frozen 2, the less and less I like it. Toy Story 4 is, like...
0: By its own admission, it's unnecessary. Yeah. Like, it says it from, like, we didn't have to do this. We're just here to tell a story. We we did not have to come back here.
1: We came back for money. For money. So, uh, I hope Toy Story 4 doesn't win. I honestly would be okay with almost anything else winning at this point. But I un- unfortunately, I have to say Toy Story 4 is probably the clear runner right now. Well, I know it's weird.
0: I think, I, I think it's going to be Klaus. I'm going to stay optimistic I, on this one.
1: I, that is my hope, that it's Klaus or this other dark horse, uh, I Lost My Body. Okay, I, I, I've never heard of it, but I would rather it go to this other movie than Toy Story 4 like even if it doesn't go to Klaus which I hope to god it's Klaus just because so of how awesome that movie is but congratulations Klaus let's get into this early 2000s cheese Dracula 2000
0: the first in a trilogy of Dracula movies
1: you shut your mouth
0: both of which came out within the next five years of this movie and were direct-to-video releases not starring any of the original cast made in romania
1: of course (laughs) (laughs) that's like the beverly hills chihuahua one two three seventeen
0: important to note that though we kept shouting at wes the entire time wes craven only presented dracula 2000 he did not Direct Dracula 2000.
1: I thought, so does that mean he wrote it? I'm not sure what present
0: means. I'm going to assume it's like Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas.
1: Well, no, he didn't write it. Did he produce it? I'm looking at it right. He is an executive producer, which doesn't mean much.
0: Doesn't mean much. In case you're unfamiliar with Dracula 2000 and why in the world we'd be talking about it, um, it is a modern retelling of the story of Dracula where we have um, this man this antiques dealer hiding the living corpse of Dracula in his basement gets broken out by a bunch of thieves uh, goes on a rampage through New Orleans to find the man's daughter it's I say it and it's so much less bizarre than it actually ends up being. It's such a simple plot: Dracula goes rogue in the modern age. Just, they don't even play on that that much. There is one scene where they play on. Oh, look a music video, black clothes, studded metal, Dracula. <laughs> it's so
1: matrixy. <laughs> it's so chock full of early two thousands cheese, like that that special two thousands mentality um the one of the other movies i can think of that has this kind of weird mentality is uh blair witch 2 book of shadows that weird oversaturation of fall and it's like it feels like if you were to touch the screen while this movie was on your hand would come away cold the ring also had that kind of like visual mentality is uh, the only one I can think of a way to describe it. I was it,
0: getting strong end of days vibes as we watched this.
1: <laughs> we, we watched the Nostalgia Critic review of this right after. Like, is, it, is it as close
0: as I thought it was? Yes, it is as close as I thought it was. It's just very dark, very uh, and cityscapes and nighttime and red. It's like very gritty.
1: It is chock full of this cheese that you can't help but smile at some of these scenes
0: i'm not gonna lie we did pick this out because gerard butler is in it and i am a sucker for that man
1: i remember uh i think i found uh through digging through the rabbit hole of imdb that i will do every so often uh i found like gerard butler or char butler i was like oh what you know what were some of his earlier roles dracula 2000 dracula he plays Dracula in a movie called Dracula 2000. Uh, it's a modern ring telling. Uh, Liz, we have to watch this movie.
0: It's not a bad idea. I think that the way that it's directed, it is a bad idea. But the concept of this young, heartthrob, long-haired Dracula isn't a terrible one. I think it's kind of the way people have been going. Either he's this old, decrepit...
1: Nosferatu. Nosferatu,
0: or he's this young, sexy,
1: supernatural. Wait, who flipping off the lights? Nosferatu.
0: And to be fair.
1: To be fair. To be fair.
0: When this movie came out at this time in my life, this would have had everything a growing girl like me wanted. Vampires, Gerard Butler, Catholicism. It just hit all the buttons I was looking for
1: yeah it, it's not that last one Anne. and and we'll, we'll get into that oh don't <laughs> you worry we'll we didn't have that. we had
0: nothing we had nothing to go on until we got to this part and i suddenly realized we do have something to talk about so we're going to go quickly through like some of the earlier things that we noticed um the first thing i noticed was that dracula and mary uh, who is arguably our protagonist um it's yeah. hard to hard to pick a exact true protagonist. This is much of a ensemble cast. You meet the antiquities dealer and the guy who works for him. You meet his girlfriend and the crew of thieves, and then you meet the people in the Bayou and then you meet Mary and Mary is the daughter of this antiquities dealer played by Christopher Plummer,
1: which you don't really figure out till much later in the movie and it's real not subtle about it. It does hit you over the head after a while but Man, do they kind of keep flipping back and forth between this random woman and this weird art heist. It's like this woman who's dealing with some pretty serious issues. And y'all, we got to get out of here. There's some weird booby traps and shit. Come on.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Omar Epps just shouting furiously. I ain't taking that thing with me. Y'all listen to the lady now and do what she says.
1: Like... It definitely pulled us in.
0: Like, they were doing it all pretty much without dialogue, these opening sets. Like, you meet the. Uh, Christopher Plummer's character and the guy who is helping him acquire these special weapons,
1: Johnny Lee Miller. Johnny who Lee is Miller, a treasure.
0: Sure, he is, babe. He's he's a beautiful plank of wood. I I don't know anything about him. <laughs> Hack the planet. I guess yes, the hackers.
1: Okay, so Johnny Lee Miller did that uh, kind of epic Frankenstein play with Benedict Cumberbatch, where one night one would play the Frankenstein or uh, Doctor Frankenstein. And one would play the monster, and then the next night they would flip roles.:
0: How have I never heard of this?:
1: How have you never heard of this?: This is
0: everything I love.
1: The poster is the two of them, like with their faces side by side, and like directly onto them, and you can see what a each of them in the like in the makeup.
0: What a brilliant gimmick to have the doctor and the monster swap actual actor roles every night. What a brilliant conceit for the themes of that book:
1: They've both played Sherlock. One in a much much better interpretation, because one was in like the Sherlock and Holmes, the NBC Fox thing with Lucy.
0: Oh, that's right, Lucy where Watson's a chick. Yes, I. Oh my, that's who he is. And now the connection has been made, and I join Aaron's little IMDb circle where everyone is only six degrees away from each other. Yes. <laughs> so. We get Mary, who is dealing with these visions, these very lucid dreams of Gerard Butler, as you do, uh, but it turns out they have this very Ray kylo Ren connection, which continues to play up pretty well throughout the movie. They appear to each other in whichever space they are inhabiting physically, like he's in the cargo part of an airplane and then she's in the bayou in louisiana and then all of a sudden she's in the cargo plane and he's in the house in louisiana and it's it was very it was very star wars and i'm really wondering who who saw dracula 2000 and said i need to bring this to star wars 20 years from now
1: rian johnson did you lift this off of dracula 2000 rian
0: johnson you, you can admit it it's okay we well, all love Gerard. This, this is a
1: safe space. It's a
0: safe space. You can admit your love of the butler.
1: <laughs> I This is, in, yeah, it's very hard to pinpoint the protagonist because you go through the first 25, 30 minutes of this movie and you don't really meet the quote-unquote protagonist or the protagonist gets uh, introduced in the way of like, oh, there, here's this random woman having strange dreams and you don't really know what's going on. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, here's all these groups of uh, thieves. Who get picked off one by one. And then also, here's all this other stuff. But here's your protagonist. What?
0: Completely unlike Van Helsing, Dracula doesn't seem to be about... it Doesn't seem to have Dracula as his protagonist. I think it doesn't know how to handle that particular character. Although, by the end, it certainly knows what he wants to do with him. And he does it amazingly. Again, we'll get there.
1: <laughs> I
0: think there's... Oh.
1: We'll get there.
0: There's also something really nice to be said, that even if Mary isn't our true protagonist, the fact that she is a focus for a lot of the movie and that she does not have any forced romantic relationships with any of the other men, not the man who tries to seduce her, Dracula, uh, nor the man who tries to save her, her father's partner.
1: Yeah, that I thought that was what they were going to go with, and that ended up being... Um, sorry, folks. Our Did you cats... hear the
0: skittering? It's Zoomy time. It's... All the kitties are running around the house in big circles.
1: <laughs> Whenever we're not paying attention to them, it's Zoomy time. <laughs> that easily could have been something they, you know, like, Here here's a man and here's a woman. No kiss. You know, that easily could have he's trying to protect
0: been. her, so of course she falls for him. Never. Never once. Never once.
1: For a movie called Dracula 2000... They had a pretty strong male female lead in this really
0: fabulous. Wonderfully fabulous. I she's obviously scared and frightened, but she never breaks down all the way. She keeps pushing through and trying to do what's right. And by the end, when she has super vampire powers, she just goes to the wall.
1: Balls to the wall. Balls to the wall. And she's clever and it's really she doesn't pass the uh the the one the the test the yeah she never never unfortunately her
0: her roommate vitamin c does not really help her
1: oh my god (laughs) so her roommate is played by a vocalist named vitamin c now you might be saying if you're over the age of say let's say 21 uh you might be saying that name's is ringing a weird bell in my head right now. That's because she sang the song Graduation parentheses, (Friends Forever). The classic song that you play at the end of the school year or the end of a uh, project or something like that. And the and we'll be friends forever.
0: Oh, Aaron, I'm sorry. We now owe them royalties.
1: I know it was less than 30 seconds. We're good. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I timed it, I timed it. Oh, I, I was watching the clock. uh, yeah, no, vitamin C, that singer is in this fucking movie. I'm still in shock. I'm like,
0: no, no, Aaron, we're in shock. Because Nathan Fillion is in this movie.
1: Oh, I was going to leave that for the second half.
0: No, we have to say it now. If we're talking about people who just show up in this film.
1: Nathan Fillion shows up out of fucking nowhere.
0: As a priest answering my fanfic dreams, who has been reading my diary?
1: <laughs> he shows up. This has got to be pre-Firefly. because This is 2000.
0: I mean, this was before Castle. Which means it's got to, I mean, actually, Aaron, I don't know about this one. Let's double check this one.
1: I'm, I'm looking right now.
0: Because Castle was in 2006 or 2008, which, which was, was still... 10 years after Firefly. They make a joke about it. No, that it's, it's like, not hasn't 10 years. It, only five years?
1: It's uh, uh, four years.
0: Let's find out. 2002 to 2003. So yes, this is before pre- Firefly. But
1: this is so this is in the weird area. I I wonder if this is oh was after in,
0: after he was uh, on all those soap operas. Uh, no, I think he was still
1: on the soap opera. Oh,
0: now I need this to- is
1: actually still this is actually pre Serenity. So they did Firefly from 2002 to 03. Then they did Serenity in 0. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is still sorry. Serenity came after Firefly. My bad. My bad.
0: Is this like the last time where you were certain that the thing that came after was the thing that came before? Yeah. I don't think you could do Serenity before you did Firefly. That'd be very hard.
1: Sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm looking up the uh, the whole thing with, um, the soap operas because yeah, I forgot that he was on all those soap operas for a while. Which but, is
0: how my mother knew him.
1: But I know that he was on um a little show called Two Girls a Guy and a Pizza or sorry two guys a girl in a pizza place which ended in 2001 so this was when he was still on there
0: I'm sorry he was in Saving Private Ryan
1: Yeah but I think his part was super small
0: I, it must have been
1: Cuz like Vin Diesel was in it and Vin Diesel was in it for like all of like 10 minutes
0: Okay all right we have gotten woefully off track uh, he was on One Life to Live, and he was on that for a while. No, you pushed on, my hand. What is it?
1: He was on Lost. Stop it! I'm I'm not kidding. I'm, the man
0: I, can do anything.
1: And White Noise too. <laughs> not okay. White Noise one with Michael Keaton. No, that couldn't have been my fucking dream. <laughs> All this to
0: say, Nathan Fillion is in this movie for for two scenes, and he does at one point in her maddened fever state, turn into Gerard Butler's Dracula, completing the Holy Trinity of, of, of what I would wish for in a Catholic church in the dark of night.
1: You heard it here, folks. That's my wife's wet dream.
0: <laughs> well, maybe one day we'll watch a movie that has all the actresses that you like. We are going to watch a movie. Uh, coming up, maybe not this next episode, but the one after that, that features one of your favorite actresses.
1: Mm, she played one of my favorite characters. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen her in other things, and it's don't, it's not there.
0: It's very different. No, Aaron exaggerates slightly. Really, what happened was I saw it, I screamed, and I chugged an entire Mike's Hard Lemonade. Oh,
1: no. There was a visceral reaction from both of us. Oh, yeah. No, It was
0: t- so interesting to see. Was not planning on it. Did not expect it. So happy it was there.
1: It was It, w- it was. a very fun experience. And I am so happy I got to experience that with you. The movie my was beautiful worth it.
0: My, my beautiful husband, the movie was worth it just for those two scenes. Oh, God,
1: yeah. So,
0: so worth the $2 from the dollar bin.
1: <laughs> so, yes, not only was Nathan Fillion in this movie, but also Vitamin C. Also, uh, Danny Masterson from that 70s show pops in as a douchebag who gets uh,
0: axed immediately.
1: Oh God. <laughs> uh, Omar, and the uh,
0: longest, least tension inducing slow roll I have ever seen. Like, takes forever.
1: Like, come on. Like, seriously? Like, Come on. Come on. Come on. It's, it's this not This ain't
0: 127 hours. Get to the gore. <laughs> show me the money shots.
1: On that note, I'll show you the Sponsor Dome.
0: All right. Before we answer the Sponsor Dome, you can find us on Facebook at Married to the Idea. You, uh, We are on SoundCloud and iTunes. And if you want to visit our website, com, you can leave us an email there, too at marriage the idea reviews at gmail.com our patreon.com slash marriage the idea where you can be a member of the sponsor dome where two sponsors enter and one sponsor leaves
1: so our um sponsor uh of the week today, our challenger our challenger thank you i was forgetting that word uh, this week is uh, actually going to be Con Nuga, as as uh, Liz and I are returning for our second year. Uh, we enjoyed it so much last year that we are actually going to be going for an extra day um, and an extra, well, two nights, really. So uh, we enjoyed it a lot last year. Uh, we got to experience some new things. Uh, we uh, figured out that we enjoyed the game Fate. Uh, Fate, Fate core, core. yeah. Fake core.
0: Play Fade core for the first time, and our uh, leader, our dungeon master for that particular game, did an excellent Friend job with us. Friend of the show, us. Jonathan. Uh, no, um, the the actual person who oh, d the, the actual who... session. Sorry,
1: the guy who actually who ran. introduced
0: us. Yeah, it was. It's a very different experience than D anD D, but a lot looser and thereby a little bit more fun and spontaneous.
1: Yeah, if you like D anD D, but wish you had a little less rules. Or if you like D and D and want to want more opportunities to improv, Fate Core is your system. And we actually uh, have a system here and uh, with our friends, and we've played once and it was fun, but I don't think our DM is the best person to run it.
0: Yeah, it requires a certain kind of person, so we're looking forward to doing another session this year. Uh,
1: Absolutely, our
0: vendors there are awesome. Uh, they're where I got my geeky coasters, where I met the artist who did portraits of our two uh, older cats who passed away last year, uh, where we figured out that we... Oh,
1: I didn't know that was from Kanuga.
0: That was her introspector. Uh, I saw her work and I didn't particularly want any of her pieces but i really dug her style and that was when i commissioned her to do a portrait of lorelei
1: she was one of the ones that we were talking she was like right next to the escape room where we would try to open up the correct oh yeah she was cool i liked her
0: we also got the board game five minute dungeons there because the game people who run like the game store in the in the chattanooga area walked us through it and it's like one of our favorite fun fast games to play uh there's also uh, costume contests, of course. I really dig the costumes. Always at the con to see who's dressing up as what. I'm working on my costumes right now. I won't be able to wear any on Saturday while I'm giving all my talks, but I will be able to on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to figure out what I'm gonna wear if I'm gonna do costumes both days, or if I'm just gonna do something fun on Saturday and then my actual costume on Sunday. Uh, because if it's like anything like Dragon Con, Saturdays are usually the day to wear costumes, and Sundays are the way days to not. So we'll see.
0: I really kind of want to talk in all my panels as Wonder Woman, but I think, I don't
1: know why you aren't.
0: I think it's just distracting. Does it make me seem less serious if I show up with a giant sword?
1: You're a writer.
0: <laughs> so I'm by law not serious. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very good.
1: Uh, so if you want to find out more information, <laughs> check out their website uh, it, con, or uh, their Facebook, because they definitely have a lot of information on both of those. Con uh, Nougat, it's your con.
0: And the con is coming up this February uh the weekend after Valentine's Day, uh Friday, February twenty first through Sunday, February twenty
1: third. Yeah, this is how much we like this. We are literally we <laughs> we're going down to Savannah uh for a wedding uh from Sam, uh for our friends Sam and Page of Sam and Page plan a wedding. Uh you heard them with our Avengers uh
0: and game crossover.
1: Well, the big crossover that we had with them, uh, they are actually finally getting married this February, and we are going down for the wedding. Gonna have a ton of fun, and uh, I also have a little bit of a anniversary trip as well. And then as soon as we get back, we're gonna turn around and go on another trip. <laughs> so we're we're that's how much we like Konuka. But our uh, regular sponsor is Audible. Uh, Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash Married the Idea and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash Married to the Idea to get started today. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. And our suggestion for you lovely viewers or listeners today is actually more of a, um, I'm going to say it's probably more of a production, if uh, if I were to be honest, because it says, or the title is Dracula, brackets, Audible Edition, in bracket. Uh, and of course, it's from, by Bram Stoker, but it's narrated by Alan Cumming and Tim Curry.
0: This is... But if, of course, it doesn't have Gerard Butler or Nathan Fillion, but this is probably the superior Dracula adaptation.
1: <laughs> more, This is the more serious version of this. So uh, it takes we, its
0: source material seriously.
1: Yeah. So if you're looking for something to spend your next 15 hours and 28 minutes. For the modern audience hasn't had a chance to truly appreciate the unknowing dread that readers wouldn't have felt when reading Bram Stoker's original 1897 manuscript. Most modern productions employ campiness or sound effects to try to bring back the gothic tension, but we've tried something different. By returning to Stoker's original storytelling structure, a series of letters and journal entries voiced by Jonathan Harker, Dr. Van Helsing, and other characters, with an all-star cast of narrators, we've to recapture its original intended horror and power.
0: Interesting. I do like that idea because they are right. Dracula kind of got the, the little camp treatment. Most recently, most Dracula movies have lent that. Now, I will say only because I really have enjoyed the marketing for it. I hear the Dracula TV series is going pretty well.
1: I have heard that the Dracula series is great and that I have heard that it's not good. It's been like wildly different opinions. I have no idea. If you, dear listener, have an opinion, please share it in the comments below. We would love to read it.
0: For me personally, just seeing that billboard with a bunch of knives stuck in it and what it does at nighttime was brilliant marketing.
1: Sometimes the best marketing, especially like with billboards and stuff like that, is wasted on the worst of things.
0: Because you, it, it intrigues you even when you don't know what it's doing, even during the daytime. It makes you wonder, makes you think, and then the sun goes down.
1: It makes you go, huh.
0: Ah. Makes you tilt your head to the side and ponder.
1: Oh, ponder. Ponder as I ponder. Oh. Aaron. Think until your thinker is sore. Uh, so you can get that uh, apparently superior uh, edition for free if you go to audibletrial.com slash the idea. Remember, that is T-O the idea, not the number two.
0: I think, Aaron, it is time to get a little bit into spoiler town. I know we've talked about a couple people and things that have happened in the movie, but I feel like... The great big, quote unquote, twist of this movie is what brought us here in the first place, and I think we have to acknowledge it.
1: I um I, I'm gonna say you're right. Before we get into that, there are some um, trivia pieces that I have to read out. Uh, As
0: always, please share with the class.
1: Um, that I just uh, I am blown away by. Um, so first off, there's a fun little thing where Dracula says, "I don't drink coffee." Because in the 1931 version, he says, I never drink wine.
0: Oh, fun! Little yeah. nod. Little,
1: little nod here. So, uh, but the... Uh, let's see. There's, there's some uh, alternate versions and deleted scenes. Uh, Vitamin C CD is on the actual uh, rack when she is being talked to by Mary. Um, oh, does
0: your trivia say how much money Virgin paid to be featured that heavily in a film?
1: Uh, no, but I'm sure they paid a lot to be featured in a Dracula 2000 <laughs> film, which is weird. Um, Whatever they
0: paid, it was too much. Uh,
1: probably the most heart-wrenching for me, uh, but not the best piece of trivia, but the heart, most heart-wrenching in the Korean re- release of the film, of the video being played on the Jumbotron when Dracula is walking by. It's just like weird kind of new metal, rat, rat metal or something like that. It is instead one step closer by Lincoln Park instead of heads explode by Monster Magnet
0: which would have been the better choice
1: which then one step closer plays over the credits which is cool but no one step closer is an awesome fucking uh uh video and would have been a lot better.
0: I think when they... You found out that trivia during the movie and when they started playing it over the trailer, you just flip the double bird at them. Like, too little, too late, guys.
1: Did you watch the trailer for this movie? No, I didn't. Oh. Then how do you know that was the tra- in the trailer for the movie?
0: No, no. I think you were reading the trivia while we were watching the movie. You found that out. Hey, it's supposed to be one step closer in the other film edition. I'm like, oh, in that's the, cool. Yeah, the credits. And creative. then they played it over the credits, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you like to trivia hunt during the
1: movie. I... that's it's advice. I I cannot say anything else. But the weirdest piece of trivia which also kind of explains just the film in general. Script doctor Scott Derrick- Derrickson told the story of how he got the job working on this film. Harvey Weinstein. Shut up. Uh it's from New uh New Line. I,
0: I know I just can't I just continually forget how much that man had his hands in everything in Hollywood go on.
1: And on And on, on Hollywood. Hollywood Harvey Weinstein called him saying, I just bought this script called Dracula 2000. Derrickson replied, oh yeah, is it good? Weinstein replied, it stinks. I cannot hear that phrase, it stinks, without thinking of Joel from Mystery Science Theory 2000. (laughs) Derrickson asked, so why did you buy it? And Weinstein replied, because it's called Dracula 2000. Wow. Derrickson did the rewrite, which Weinstein discarded.
0: This is terrible. Fix it. You fixed it. Not happy about that. Away with you, gutter trash. I write my own movies. I'm Harvey Weinstein, and I fuck the sky.
1: Aaron Kruger did the next rewrite.
0: Now, you say Kruger.
1: No. Aaron Kruger is actually a pretty accomplished filmmaker and a script doctor.
0: No, I imagine so. I, I honestly, could this movie have been saved perhaps that's after we talk about the twist perhaps we'll talk about what we could have done to fix this film
1: there are two main things about this film so first off spoilers but i mean it's dracula 2000 It's officially 20 years we
0: haven't mentioned a certain character what's the character you're thinking of that's the character we're going to talk about
1: i that's the thing if you've seen this movie you know exactly you know what we're going to talk about with the twist. Uh, but there's also another aspect that we want to talk about. I think we'll talk about the twist first, and then we'll go with the uh, other aspect. I was going to talk
0: about Christopher Plummer's character.
1: Oh, that's not a twist.
0: Okay, so Christopher Plummer's character is Van Helsing, not a, a descendant his, his, of his Van Helsing.
1: His name is Van Helsing, well, if but he you talks don't... about that, his, that it was his grandfather from the books.
0: Yeah, so he, that... he talks about it as, oh, that was my grandfather. He did that. No, he literally is Van Helsing who has tasked himself with remaining immortal as long as Dracula is to keep him from wreaking havoc on the world.
1: So that's not the twist that we're talking oh, about. Oh, that
0: was when I was thinking of. Okay, so we're no, three. Why?
1: That's not a twist. That was obvious from the first scene that he's okay. in. Okay.
0: Well, then what's the relationship between him and Mary? Well,
1: that that's not what I'm t- that's that's part of the aspect that I want to talk about. But we'll talk about that after the twist cuz that to me that's the one of the better parts of this movie is that one aspect but let's get into the twist so spoiler territory but it's 20 it's 20 years old so Dracula's Judas
0: brilliant it's brilliant guys it's so <laughs> stupid brilliant i can't even begin to comprehend the madman that thought this up but it's so Fucking hardcore. I can't stand it.
1: This plan is stupid. So stupid it might work.
0: It's so stupid and amazing. Why does Dracula hate silver? Why, it's because Judas was paid 30 silver pieces to betray Jesus.
1: Why, why does he, why is he immortal? Because he cannot go to the kingdom of heaven, the internal paradise. He was
0: supposed to die and then the rope snapped. And so now he roams the earth immortal
1: why does he suck blood we don't have an explanation for that why can he not see the sun yeah that's another one that doesn't have an explanation
0: why does he not like religious paraphernalia
1: yeah now that there's explanations but there's some that it it's not the most perfect plan but it has i mean it's just there I love this.
0: There's something that strikes at the Catholicism deep inside my soul and it's like he eats the body and blood of God's creation in a perverse, reverse sacrament of, of having communion. It's so metal.
1: Gerard Butler as a Dracula in 2000s New Orleans during Mardi Gras which does not have nearly enough tits, I might have to add. He has a conversation with like a neon sign Jesus that goes on for way too long, but he says, I give them eternal life what you don't, or I give them eternal life here on earth instead of there in heaven. It's like this weird meta commentary that's like, is this dracula 2000 that started off with a bunch of thieves stealing a coffin like this feels like two movies that kind of got mashed together it's so bizarre but this concept of judas becomes dracula who still has a romanian accent BT does, which in reality becomes a Scottish accent because it's because it's Butler and he
0: can't not do a Scottish accent.
1: Uh, it's it weirdly makes sense. It
0: really weirdly does, and it is one of the few movies where I have called the twist before Aaron has.
1: I had no earthly idea. She's like they because at one point he looks at like the Last Supper. And you're like, oh, I know it, I know it, I know it, I know it. And I'm like, what? (laughs) My Uh, knowledge has
0: paid off. My particular set of skills allows me to predict the end of bad movies.
1: That was, I mean, like, that was clutch. I got to give it to you. That was clutch. I,
0: I loved it. I loved it to freaking pieces when that happened. I was, like, every 10 minutes, I would start to lose it, and then something would happen. It'd be like, "Mm, okay, this is really bad and really boring. And then a leech attaches itself onto a thief's eye. And it's like, okay, well, I guess I'm back then. And then Gerard Butler comes back and has a Kylo Ren Ray reaction with Mary. I'm like, okay, I'm here for this too. And it
1: like every time he would start to drift, they would just like bring you right back in.
0: They crash the plane into the bayou, and the incompetent police aren't even there. And I'm like, oh, this is stupid. And then the reporter comes on and says, "Turn me on at eleven o'clock tonight." Like so straight barrel down the camera and every time I've ever gone to a news studio, they do the exact same thing. They started, they go, ugh, no, that wasn't right. Start again. Go over. Like it felt very
1: <laughs> yeah, real especially
0: and self-aware
1: as someone who's worked in news. Yeah. I've I've, I've, I've had that happen and they'll, they'll go through like those like two or three, just they, they know they're going to be awful takes to get to like the money shots or they'll do three or four really good ones to just make sure that they have really good ones. But yeah, and really, funnily enough, that you know, reporter is played by Jerry Ryan of, um, was it Star Trek? Star
0: Trek? Really?
1: Yeah, Star Trek Voyager. She played Six of Nine.
0: Oh.
1: Or Seven of Nine, sorry. Seven of Nine. Sorry, Dracula fans, sorry. She was a man, of, uh, she was Latimer's ex wife in uh, Warehouse 13. Pete. Pete's ex wife in Warehouse 13.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Um. But yeah, it's really funny because they like. Uh, they played on the Dracula mythos with that where like the guy, because he, he had the old film camera that sat on your shoulder and he was looking through the eyepiece and had his other eye closed so he couldn't see Dracula come up to her and like cut her neck a little bit. So all of a sudden you just see her neck just start slicing Bleeding. open by itself. And you're like, what the hell? And then he opens up his eye and he can see Dracula, which plays on like Dracula doesn't have a reflection. but the Can't thing be caught is, on
0: film. Now, originally that made sense. I think it still does because originally photo films were printed on, like, silver. Like, silver was used in the production of photography, and that was why you couldn't capture him.
1: But... I don't know in that, in 2000. It's a silver screen, maybe, I don't know. In 2000, I don't know if that would still be the case.
0: I wish that, maybe this is going a little too far ahead, but I wish they had changed up the mythos just a little bit in that regard. Like, they had said, oh, you can capture him. You just, you know, got to use this right camera setting. Oh, you can do this, you can do that. Just, like, play on the mythos a bit.
1: Yeah, you can't capture him in the normal light, but you can capture him with... Infrared. um, Yeah, infrared, but you're not capturing him but you're capturing his clothing or something like that he's just
0: fed you can capture the blood inside him or something
1: exactly so you can actually prove his existence yeah there's there's that would have been cool if they played on that there it would have been cool if you know they'd done uh a hundred other things but
0: let's look what they did right what they did with mary
1: mary is a very compelling character i there were times when i looked at you i'm like why didn't they just focus on her this entire movie? This whole subplot with the the thieves and this whole subplot with the antiques dealer, partner, person, Van Helsing's protege. Like, this guy, this guy isn't a bad character, but he's kind of boring. He's
0: just not the main character at all. He's meant to be a supporting character. He's meant to be Van Helsing's helper and then in the end meant to be Mary's helper. He's just there to, like, assist. He's not there to take charge.
1: Yeah, like, they, they really, it really felt like there was, like, two or three ideas. Like, they had this modern retelling of Dracula, um, which they then explored again in Blade 3, or Blade Trinity, with, uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, and then you also had this idea with Mary having to deal with being not only the daughter of Anne Helsing, but also being the blood of Dracula, that's a really cool concept. That's really cool. And we're going to explore that in just a second. And then you also had Dracula as Judas. You had these like three distinct ideas that you just kind of go, okay, now kiss. It's, it's so.
0: <laughs> I'm going to use it from now on. Just, now make out. Yeah, nah. I, I know it doesn't make sense. Just do it. <laughs> It just, I, need to, I need to know what would happen.
1: Because, like, at the very, very, very end of the movie, it goes back into that early 2000s, like, speed up, slow down, speed up, slow down, editing, and, like, like I, I, wearing leather for everything. I am the new Van Helsing. I am Mary Van Helsing. And it's, like...
0: Very weird.
1: But you, this isn't your character... Okay. If you
0: have to, I mean I guess. Uh,
1: whatever. This isn't that's not who like it'd have been cool if she took care of Dracula in her own way, put her underneath the church because surprise, this Mary is religious.
0: Mm-hmm. Like she grew up with uh like even Gerard Butler says says it, he goes into their house when Mary's not there, but a roommate is. And she's like, yeah, we had to change things around. You know, this is Mary's mom's house before we moved in. And it was a little too... And Jarbo just says, Catholic? He's like, yes, yes, very. Crucifixes (laughs) everywhere.
1: Dracula's kind of pithy in this movie. so
0: pithy. They knew what to do with him, honestly. Just give him a one-liner. He really does know how to say words. He has a Tim Curry way of making words sound different and better like i've never heard anyone say catholic that way but it was very good
1: (laughs) hey your word has just been carried
0: (laughs) and i love this idea of mary coming to terms with who she is and not being instantly swayed by him he's been able to sway every single person he's come in contact with through just either sheer sex appeal or mind control or whatever it is that dracula does and. He appears to turn her to, but she doesn't. She doesn't allow him to. I think it has a lot to do with the way her mother raised her, with her faith, with just her assurance that this man is not good for me and I know I have the power to resist him.
1: And honestly, like him revealing that he was Judas kind of gave her strength to say, okay, cool. Uh, Yeah, we're not, this isn't a thing.
0: And it was because of her knowledge and because she knew about what happened to Judas that she was able to realize, oh, so we can't kill him with sunlight and we can't kill him just by not giving him blood. No other way has worked. Uh, hang him.
1: Straight up hang him. So have you tried hanging him? And I think what happens is I, I don't think he died at the end. I think they like, no, 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 wait. They, he died at the end. Sunlight can still hurt him. Uh, But she hanged him, but hung him to the point where the sunlight got him and killed him. Mm -hmm. For some reason, the sunlight still kills him. Don't know why. Or he gave himself to the
0: light. Yeah, it's it's a little bit interesting. It's hard to say because... She takes the corpse back, the remains, and buries them again. So it's hard to say if he will return at some point, what will happen then. But it's implied, I think the better visual metaphor before all that happens is that he kind of gets redeemed. Not in a earthly way, but in a, he finally is allowed to die because that's what he was supposed to do 2,000 years ago and wasn't allowed to. And... He finally gets to just be at peace in that way. Yeah. I wouldn't have said that, though. I wouldn't have said that unless what he said to Mary before he died happened. And that's kind of my marriage advice. So I'm going to save that a little bit for later.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, he, he had a um...
0: complex, very a lot of heavy stuff to deal with for an early 2000s action film.
1: Yeah, and it, it was it again these three different concepts for these films. Like this easily could have been Dracula almost like a a a slasher horror with Dracula being the killer. How do you kill Dracula? Well, you know with garlic and steaks and shit like that. Um and like it could have been that could have been its own movie, Mary as her own movie or even Mary with Dracula being Judas, that could have been its own movie. Or Dracula being fucking Judas could have been its own movie. Like the like these three separate concepts were just smashed together, and it's like, mm. have you tried pulling one of these concepts out and making an entire movie out of that? Because they're all not. I wouldn't say the uh, the first one isn't that strong of a concept, but the other two are strong concepts. So, uh, can someone else explore this? I mean, it's
0: it's so wild. And it's so perverse, and so delightful, and so terrible.
1: You get to see vitamin C's boobies. <laughs> yes. That's really weird.
0: That's, I, I continuously am amazed at the amount of things that they, I mean, we decided. We hadn't, we had forgotten what the rating was, but we figured out at a certain point, like, oh, it's an R-rated movie. Not because of the violence or the blood or the gore, like, oh, we saw a woman's breast, R-rated.
1: Yeah, I think it did say, like, fuck, a one point. I guess so.
0: Yeah. Who, I think they got away with it. Who's to say? Anyway.
1: But yeah, like I said,
0: I'm not sure that 13 year old boys are going to be interested in the ruminations on G- on Dracula's soul. So
1: yeah, there's like one point where there's a flashing in like the corner of a screen in Mardi Gras, or excuse me, in New Orleans on Mardi Gras. I went to New Orleans not at mardi gras and there was still plenty of people flashing it's like not the same and also that place was not nearly packed enough <laughs> like like it's in the middle of mardi gras and i've seen pictures around that time during mardi gras and it's like balls of the wall people to people like you cannot drive a car and there were people still driving oh yeah
0: what were the cars doing on the streets of new orleans absolutely not
1: michael <laughs> bullshit on this movie called Dragon 2000 <laughs> so i um
0: <laughs> could the I... movie be saved yes if you had concentrated
1: <laughs> if you hadn't betrayed jesus maybe
0: uh, i suppose so uh but well you know don't worry aaron even if you're atheist god loves you anyway
1: Oh, that was a funny line. What the best
0: line! The best line. Literally holding up a cross to vampire Omar Epps. He's like, Dude, kid, don't don't bug me. I'm an atheist. And then a dagger comes out the bottom of the crucifix. He's like, huh, oh, well, God loves you anyway. Stab, stab, stab. The,
1: like, Some lines point, just
0: smack you in front of the face. At
1: one point, one of the Dracula's minions that or one of the people that he had turned. Uh, is in like a crazy house, kind of a Renfield esque kind of thing, and uh, one of the doctors is like, like they're like looking at what's going on, and like the cop that's in there gets attacked, and the doctor turns around and sees Dracula, and he's like, uh, 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 and the doctor Dracula comes up, and is like, dignity, doctor, you know, like kind of a real <laughs> regal, and like he puts his finger on his lips, and the doctor goes. Ah! It, it like it, it it wasn't it was played for laughs, but it was played for laughs in the right way. So I, there there were some there were some genuinely funny moments in this, I have to, I have to say. So what's your piece of marriage advice? Because yours is gonna be better than mine. Well yeah, right you now. told
0: me that I'd hate yours. I think you have to go first then.
1: Oh, well uh so if you can I know this is a kind of a cop out, but if you can look at your partner the same way those girls look at Dracula when he walks into that virgin store. <laughs> there were so many dropped panties. <laughs> I, like, they were like, oh, Drag, brother, I mean, Dracula,
0: <laughs> he's
1: going to play the Phantom soon. Oh, my. Uh, like, so 2004 they, they Elizabeth
0: were, is going to love this.
1: They were clutching their pearls. There was a lot of that. If you, that. yeah, if you can look at your partner that way,
0: Erin, you're right. I do hate that because you gave the same advice for cats two weeks ago. I don't
1: honestly remember giving that advice. You said that
0: if the protagonist cat looks at Mister Mistopheles and believes in him the way that
1: yeah believes in, okay, I'm talking okay. more of oh, so just sensuality. your marriage
0: relationship advice is just to look at your partner with unabated lust and just see how that plays out. <laughs> I mean. I guess, yeah. All right, okay, okay, fine,
1: fine. Hello, Lucy.
0: <laughs> Hello, Dolly.
1: Hello, Dolly.
0: It is me, Dracula.
1: Here's me. Sorry, we're referencing a obscure, obscure, something super freaking obscure. Sorry about that. My folks.
0: Gilmore Girls fans will get it.
1: Oh, I was talking about the, the bim-bam.
0: Oh, boy. There's a lot of obscurity going on today. You're going to do some homework on this, guys. We'll give you the reading assignment after this.
1: Uh, yeah, so we'll be quizzed next time. So
0: <laughs> My advice is to be quick to forgive like Dracula forgives Mary. So she's wrapped him up. She's hanging him off the side of this church in New Orleans under the cross of Jesus, and she falls down. He, uh, she falls off her grip on him and hits the ground pavement hard. Um, and she's been turned into a vampire at this point under his spell. And he's looking down at her. And she's like laying kind of broken there on the sidewalk. And he says, I release you. And he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to release her from the spell he put her under. He could let her just suffer as a vampire for the rest of her life. But the whole... Point of this has been trying to find someone who's like him, blood of his blood, who's not just something he made to be like him, who is like him, who is literally him, and for him to let her go, forgive her, let her continue to be even when he won't, even when she killed him or destroyed him, as it were. There's just I don't know, like it was really hard. I will say to find marriage advice in *Dracula 2000*. (laughs) It's not a romance movie in any capacity, but.
1: As, as much as you as l- much see as Tra- as much as Butler just stare lustfully at people as
0: much as Joe Butler and Fillion are there it is not a romantic movie in any way but it's
1: more lustful than it is romantic yes
0: so yeah that would that makes sense sex on the ceiling sort of stuff but i will <laughs> it's it's really i think important because i think you should be slow to anger and quick to forgive in your marriage as with Jesus <laughs> And it it all comes full circle.
1: With Jesus. So, uh, yeah, that was Dracula 2000. And um, it's an experience. I'm glad I watched it. Yeah, I am too. I I could have gone my entire life and not watched that. And I think I would have been disappointed.
0: Because movies have failed us before when we literally went off who's in the cast. Um, Moonstruck was... Crazy, but in a very underplayed way with Nicolas Cage and Cher. Like I wanted that to be more than it was, and it was, it was good, but it was understated for two characters of such intense. That was character acting.
1: It was more about the characters than it was about the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is more about the story with about being the characters too, though it's still crazy
0: <laughs> so crazy there's i say there's enough surprise cameos enough punchy one liners enough sexy stares and enough virgin records imagery to make it all
1: enough dusters without t-shirts
0: oh dusters without t-shirts what a look what a what a brilliant time to be alive the early 2000s was where men could just wear dusters <laughs>
1: You were 10.
0: I know. What a time to be alive.
1: And what a time for Wait. vampires to be around before. Sookie.
0: <laughs> you know, I will have to at some point look at some more modern interpretations than Twilight because there. I know vampires have been done in so many different things in Buffy and in...
1: True Blood. True
0: Blood. Thank you. I was singing. The show was called Blood, and I knew that wasn't it. I knew there had to be another word in there somewhere.
1: <laughs> True Blood is an interesting show. It's very much like uh, kind of a guilty pleasure of mine. It's one of those ones. I'm like, I just want to see where the story goes. I don't watch it because I think it, I think it was good at one point in time, and then it degraded after a while. uh The characters were fun, but there was just there's a point when you're just kind of like. All right, I'm gonna keep watching this, but I don't care as much. There's some characters that kind of kept the show going, but the there was one point where, like every single character like yeah, yeah, I don't really care about this one character, but yeah, 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 everyone else. Uh, True Blood definitely like it degraded over time. Um, it's and,
0: it's not a faithful Dracula interpretation, oh, but no,
1: it, I don't even think they deal with Dracula.
0: Uh, no, I'm I'm sorry. Dracula 2000.
1: Oh, sorry. (laughs) The movie we're
0: talking about, right?
1: (laughs) I was still on. It's okay.
0: Sorry. But I will say I'm a sucker for a retelling of a classic story where you already know all the characters and you want to see where they go with it. Like, look at my first novel. That's that's (laughs) what I love. So it's really cool to – I'm always a sucker for that. So I'd be interested. Actually, after seeing this, I really just want to go through my Bible and look through, like, really – under-told stories and see, like, how we could flip that to take place in modern literature.
1: So are you saying you want to watch I, Frankenstein with Aaron Eckhart?
0: Aaron, I kind of do. I me, like Aaron Eckhart. Me and too. His... <laughs> maybe,
1: maybe, uh, maybe during Halloween or something.
0: I, I bless him. Not his fault. I do. I did really kind of want to watch that. Yeah.
1: So this has been dracula 2000 again uh thank you guys so much for listening be sure to check us out uh everywhere uh that liz had described earlier
0: if you are in the southeast this february and you want to come see an awesome local convention consider going to Conuga, uh, and also check out our other sponsor audible.com slash married do the idea to get your three 30-day trial started
1: if you want to be a sponsor, uh, be it a regular sponsor or a weekly sponsor challenger sponsor, uh, let us know uh, at visit our,
0: our patreon patreon.com/ married to the idea.
1: yeah we would love to uh, change that up. Uh, And if you have any ideas for future episodes, we would love to hear them as well.
0: It's a brand new year. We've got a few things lined up that I'm excited about. Eventually, I will get Aaron to the theater to see Little Women. It will happen at some point.
1: (laughs) Before he gets out of theaters. I know.
0: Gotta see it soon.
1: Uh, But, uh, and maybe we'll try to get something before we go to uh, Savannah. Well, I
0: thought it might be fun to do a special Patreon-only video of uh, the Oscar reactions when they... the oscars get shown in february uh
1: like as as in you and i actually watch the oscars
0: we'll we'll actually put them on and then do our reactions at the end like make our predictions and then tune in at the end and see if our predictions all came true or not that might be fun i would be cool
1: so if you want to see those uh they'll be available on our patreon follow us share like subscribe uh all of that we love you all we hope you enjoy your weirdly warm 2020 so far Uh, And as always, she's been Elizabeth,
0: he's been Aaron, and and we're we're married married to the idea. idea.